Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Hello there and welcome. Thank you so much for making time to be present with us. I am so excited to have a special guest today who I love so very much. Her name is Nicole Love and she began her practice over 20 years ago with meditation and energetic classes at the Berkeley Psychic Institute. She's also taken the nursing program at HSU. She's learned tools from all over the world and has brought all that information from those amazing teachers here to Humboldt County. She has been recently holding a sacred healing space, which we'll talk to her a little bit more about from a particular point of source that she speaks of. Hi, Nicole. Hi. (laughs) I love you. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. You look amazing today. Thank you. (laughs) Just radiant. So how is it that you have come from all of those places, right? You were in a nursing program. You graduated doing that. And tell us about that particular program and then about what you're doing now because those, I mean, they're all in the healing capacity, right? They're all in that healing field. But it's kind of a very broad spectrum. It is. Right? Tell, Tell us about that. Okay, well... The nursing program started well after I had already learned so many healing modalities, and it had come from wanting to become a nurse midwife. I had studied lay midwifery, and I figured I need to get on a program so I could get sleep, and entering the nursing program, I could have a regimen and that type of thing, and also reduce cesarean sections that was a big goal of mine Um, but after I had my son I realized that that was totally (laughs) ego-based and that however a woman births a child is a beautiful way to birth a child and so once my son was born instantly I didn't want to be a midwife anymore really Mm -hmm. oh wow yeah and so now I am a nurse but I haven't practiced much as a nurse Um, I studied some postpartum midwifery um, because I really struggled in my postpartum Uh, I tore four degrees which is horrendous I had to have reconstructive surgery and all of that and so pelvic floor work for me has been integral and healing and honestly I mean it opened up so much for me that tearing I know it was meant to be and to heal so much my ancestry and everything um and trauma so much healing there and so anyways now I would like to broaden my nursing I guess it's a standard care and my licensing so that I can do pelvic floor work legally with women and work with trauma and healing and always so that's how I'd like to bridge nursing with everything else that I do. That you're doing. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So how long have you been in our community? I mean, you've been here as long as I know, but how, yeah. how long have you been here and where were you before? I've been here about 15 years. And before that, I was living in San Francisco and then Santa Cruz. And I grew up in Sacramento. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And so what brought you to Humboldt specifically then? The nursing school. The nursing school. Yeah. And then now that you, you know, have gone through nursing school and now you're here and that's been years and years ago yes. at this point. Um, what is your practice like now that you're here? I mean, I've come, I've been able to experience a session with you and yeah. it's absolutely magical. It truly is. You're very, you have this very warm, comforting, nurturing mother type of energy. And I really value that in a practitioner and, and I really respect your practice specifically. Tell me how you kind of got started in that world. Okay. Well, I, this is so long ago, but yeah, uh, when I was 22, I was at UC Davis and I was just going through such a hard time and just feeling like, what is this life about? I have no idea. Everyone is a jerk and I don't know why I'm here. You know, um, I was taking a native American art class and my professor was talking about seeing energy and that type of thing. And when I was a little girl, I could see energy and saw spirits and that type of thing, but I hadn't since I was a little girl. So I talked to him after class and he told me about the Berkeley Psychic Institute and to go there. So I did. And I learned meditation and how to feel energy and see energy. And then life became so much better. And okay, I could deal with this life now that I can connect to the other realms instead of just being here only in the physical because that felt like torture. And so learning those healings, I wanted to travel and learn from other places and people. And I ended up going to um, Brazil and studying with the Santo Daime community. And I learned so much. And it was so deeply, profoundly healing. Um, But it was a little too hard on my body. And so I didn't stay with that community, even though I love it and still deeply respect it. And then I went to New Zealand and became attuned to Reiki. Oh, yes, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And then moved to San Francisco and met my now former husband. But then we moved up here to Humboldt together, and that's when I started um, nursing school and lay midwifery training with the late Jan Perone. And it's just been an an incredible journey. And having my own children has been a huge, huge growth and learning and healing process. Mm. Like I got to heal my childhood by raising them with love. You, you know? too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A yeah. son and a daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Yeah. And so now being in this community, there's so many amazing healers and teachers here. So I've just absorbed so much from, you know, Teresa Von Braun has been a huge teacher of mine. And then people passing through town, like a man named Balanced Toe, who taught me feather tapping. That's where the buffalo skin comes in and yes. the rattles. <laughs> I want to ask you about that. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. I am excited for you to tell me those stories. Can you share yeah. a little bit of, to our, with our listeners yeah. um, about those particular things? Okay. Um, well, Balanced Toe, he's from the Powitha tribe and the Rainbow Clan. And he travels around with his healing tools. And the buffalo hide is one of them, along with a drum and rattles and crystals and feathers. And so he he came and taught me how to use all of those tools. And there was a small group of us. And so I've been wanting all those tools. I've had the feathers for years because I'm definitely a bird spirit and I've been collecting them forever. Um, but the buffalo hide, I was like, oh, how do I get that? I don't know. <laughs> um, the last year, almost a year ago now, my dad passed away. And I had, a couple years before that, researched how to find a buffalo hide. And on my way to Sacramento, there's um, a buffalo ranch. And they sell the hides there. So I decided I really need this now. And and it's been so nurturing for me and then wh- whoever lays on it. It's just instant, back in the womb and nurtured. People in the community were telling me about how amazing that experience was. And you just can't, 
even describe it until you do it. Mm -hmm. And when I was laying there, I mean, of course, then I was like, I totally get it now. But it's such a large skin Mm -hmm. and it completely covers you Mm -hmm. in such a nurturing way. And I remember being on your table and asking you, do you just do this all the time for yourself? Like laying on, do you? Do I, do I don't, <laughs> but I'm going I to start. Would, I <laughs> yes. would. Did you do it at the beginning though? Were you able to like spend some time with it? Definitely. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's some type of sacred ceremony for you to use that skin. Can you tell our listeners um, and our live audience here what that was like? Um, well, I mean, every, every tool that I use, I, create a ritual for it like a blessing ritual and then every so often like a clearing ritual for them mm-hmm. and that's it and the sacred ceremony that I originally brought to hide in was mostly to heal my family you know oh, I see yeah. mm-hmm. can you tell me about your practice now that you have with all of these you know, tools that you've gathered and all of this education, all this wisdom from all these different people and all the things that you've done. It sounds, I mean, that's probably just the tip of the iceberg that, that you've shared with us, but all of this already sounds so amazing. Can you tell me how that is related to what you call holding sacred space? Mm -hmm. And can you explain a little bit about the point of source that you speak of? Yeah. Well, so creating the sacred space going through you know all the directions and the elements and to the center which is love and to me that's what source is and so going to the center of everything and which is everyone and which is love and I've gone there deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and so now just holding that space is so easy and that's why coming to your space and, and having a session with you feels that way. Yeah. It just feels so nurturing. So I appreciate it. I'm so glad to have met you and been able to have a session with you prior to having you on the show today. And that's been a long time ago. Can you, can you tell me about your name, Nicole Love? Yeah. Can you tell me if that was... This, yeah, just tell this the story. Is me. I want to know the story. Yeah, <laughs> naming exactly. myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about three years ago, um, Noah, who I have my children with, we were breaking up, and I'm like, oh, hmm, I need to rename myself. And and since Noah and I were divorcing, and my dad passed away, I'm like, the divine masculine is totally open for me to redefine in my life. And I get to totally redefine myself and name myself. So it's just been a huge rebirth process. And since source is where we all come from, where we're all birthed from, and it's love, that's where my name came from. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And how empowering, mm-hmm. right? It's, yes. Do you remember the moment that you were like, this is what I'm going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Can you share that? Oh, it, it was mostly out of just that stepping into power and leaving this marriage and just becoming me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love that. Yeah. So in becoming you, and I should share with you, like I was doing healing work for, for quite a few years. I mean, I still take on patients and clients, but I was doing more of the Reiki and the energetic work for five years here in the, in the community. And it's overwhelming sometimes you know, holding that much space for that many patients and um, the self-care, the deep self-care and the deep discipline it takes to not only be a healer, hold a practice and just hold your own reality is so intense. I can only imagine what it's like for a mother, a lover, a professional can you tell the listeners a little bit about what your self-care daily habits or rituals might be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your so, pr- particular ones, yeah. Every morning I wake up. Mm, lately it's been a little bit later because I've been staying up later, but before the kids wake up. And I have my meditation practice and then my yoga practice and then start my day. Nice. What does your meditation and your yoga practice look like? So I want to dive a little deeper. I want to know you. <laughs> 
My meditation practice right now is lighting a candle and burning some sage or incense and going into source, diving into source, which for me is love bliss and just feeling it radiate through all of my cells and throughout my whole being. That sounds magical. That sounds wonderful. And then my yoga practice is just really mellow. It's just, you know, some sun salutations and I'm trying to build muscles. So (laughs) also doing some push-ups and that type of thing. Okay, good. That sounds wonderful. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Do you find that that gets you to where you need to be to be able to work with others? And being a mother of children and, and they're mm-hmm. young still, right? Well, they're, they're eight and 11. So yeah, that's young to me. And it's getting easier, <laughs> so much easier. Yeah. But being able to, you know, hold space for that age mm-hmm. bracket of children, which they're young and they're adventurous and they're creative and they're busy and I'm sure they've got things going and being able to do that as well as have your practice and have your self-care. I mean, it's a balance. It's a real balance, yeah. And it's changing all the time as everything changes. I change, the children change, and my practice changes. Everything's evolving. So it is always finding the balance. And we've had you know men on the show and young women without children. And I'd like to know from a mother's perspective – how you keep that ever-evolving change like how do you keep that balance are there wonderful suggestions you can give to (laughs) mothers who are out there you know that may not have as dedicated meditation Mm -hmm. and spiritual regime as you do Mm -hmm. well I would suggest to start at least a five-minute meditation and just stretching you know whatever you can do for yourself and then raising your children as a spiritual practice there you go. Mm-hmm. It makes it so much easier because they are our teachers and our healers. It just happens as we love them and the, we have gratitude for them and it's just given back tenfold. There you go. That's mm-hmm. what that's what I wanted people to hear. And I have a lot of patients and clients and, and students that, you know, are our mothers. Actually this year more than the others, I feel like, that are mothers and they're in that place of not being able to take time for themselves and, and so on and so on, but recognizing that everything is your spiritual practice, that meditation is washing that glass when you're doing or doing your laundry or praising your child. Like that's very potent and that information needs to be shared. And so I yes. appreciate you for sharing that. Yeah. That's so smart. And that's I also want to say that when Please. you do screw up and you yell at your kids or whatever, that's time to see the shadow in yourself and be like, where did that come from? You know, oh, oh, actually it's just because I'm exhausted and I'm hungry, you know, and then taking time to then apologize and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just did that. That was my bad. And it's because I'm hungry and you didn't deserve that. You know, that right there is huge in healing and always. Right. Absolutely. And for the children's perspective as well mm-hmm. is recognizing, oh, you're, you know, you actually have these other feelings and these things. And yeah, that's an, yeah, that's a great point. It's a very good message is to forgive yourself when you're not at your peak, mm-hmm. you know, constant. Because not all of us can stay at that peak all of the time. That's the balance yes. again. And right, it's every so. day, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Well, it sounds like, you know, in your years of doing everything that you're doing and helping other people, that you've you found a great balance for yourself. And, and you probably share this with your clients. What does a session, I've been there, I'm lucky enough to have been in your presence, but can you tell the listeners and our live audience, I'm sure you really want to know, don't you, <laughs> what does a session look like for you? What Can you walk us through that? Is that okay? Yeah. Do you mind doing that? No. Um, yeah. So usually we'll sit down and talk about maybe intentions or what's happening for you in life right now. And then I welcome you to the table and you climb up and get wrapped up in the womb, (laughs) which is the buffalo hide. So amazing. And then I'll probably drum around you and then call in sacred space, which is gratitude for your divinity and then for everything, really. And then I'll start drumming on your body to release stagnation in your cells and your being. And then I bring out my rattle and do the same. And it works on a finer vibration. 
and then possibly some feathers, which works on an even finer vibration. And I've created some feather essences. And so at that point, usually I'll spray them and they're so yummy. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. And then um, from there, I'll go into craniosacral energy work and moving usually from the feet to the head. And from there, who knows what will happen? It could be, you know, past lives or genetic healing or deep cellular releasing. Uh, so many things happen. So you have a, a kind of a plan in the system, but mm-hmm. I imagine that you also are very intuitive, paying attention, listening to the body, listening to your body, listening to what else? Guidance. I mean, There's yeah, everything being... is happening. Yeah, and I am, I'm clairvoyant and clairsentient, clairaudient, and I'm knowing everything's turning on in a major way for me right now. And so it's, it feels so, I feel so blessed. I being in that healing space and like it's a miracle with all the time that's how it feels and recognizing you've created a beautiful space for yourself where you can have access to all these gifts and Mm -hmm. work with a particular person say on the table Mm -hmm. it's so nice to to have that confidence and courage of knowing what's happening in these voices and what's or these feelings whichever one it is to know that they're coming from somewhere and that you can trust them and that you feel comfortable and confident around that, that's got to be so potent. Yeah, and it's just keeping, like, asking this being that's on the table and from that source point of that being too, asking and asking and asking that being, you know, what's going on and show me and show me and show me. And not vocally, but energetically. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and then you trusting those things gives you that push to continue through mm-hmm. some yeah. some healers or practitioners may not have that particular type of confidence and courage so they don't trust all of that mm-hmm. but just trusting it and letting it flow I yeah. mean where did that come from from experience <laughs> <laughs> it's just from years of doing it yeah okay because everyone can do this but you know what I'm talking about I do and then right. since I'm so tapped in now I just know it I feel it where was that change because I remember I remember where that change was for me mm-hmm. but where was that change do you do you remember? It was just like event at one point in time you just said, okay, I'm going to trust. It's all happening. Yeah. I mean, that I was a long hear. time ago. Yeah. You know, just like once I trained at the Berkeley Psychic Institute, I really, I, I could trust everything that I saw. And then as I've been working with all of, I guess, the healing modalities that I've been working with. I mean, the skills have just deepened and everything's just opened and I just trust, I just trust it all. So being educated was also a very big piece of that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are there programs or classes that you're offering to teach other people in our community about these type of things, to trust that intuition? Or is that yeah. coming for you? Uh, yeah, I just started this course. It's called the Full Spectrum Are you Embodiment really? of the Feminine. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it goes through the chakras. And the first chakra is birth. The second chakra is maiden. The third chakra is huntress. The fourth chakra is mother. The fifth chakra is queen. The sixth chakra is crone. The seventh is death. And then there's a synthesis at the end. And so we just actually did the crone ritual yesterday. Oh my gosh, how exciting. Yeah, it's been awesome. And are you offering that to men and women here locally in our community or people who can come to you at a particular time and frame? Are there, you know, options of possibly doing that online for other people mm-hmm. later? And Yeah, I was thinking of writing some guidelines for people to do it, you know, wherever they are. Wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. And also really curious about how to create it for men and women. Right now it's only women. Um, but I'm really interested in balancing the masculine and feminine. And I have a twin brother. It's just been part of my thing this lifetime. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you have a twin brother? Mm-hmm. I have a twin brother. So I was able to see the masculine perspective you know, growing up. And so I'm really sensitive that, to that. And myself... Um, I felt like I grew up in a misogynistic family and that the feminine was devalued. 
So I had to really work hard on valuing the feminine in myself and raising that in myself. And that's why I have this full spectrum embodiment of the feminine. And I'd also like to combine it with the masculine and see how that works and how men and women are in circle in the sacred space and the initiations together. I've been actually in a masculine feminine balancing council like a circle of men and women yeah for about five years and we've been integrating like the feminine and the masculine in each of our bodies um, for as our big intention and as we do that then we integrate it into the earth and into all the dimensions is that a, a global group or is that a community it's here in Humboldt locally oh yeah. very exciting and someone mm-hmm. who would be interested in looking into that what is do you mind sharing that well it's a closed closed it's a closed closed yeah but um other people could start their own start their own Mm -hmm. very exciting you have so i'm so glad that you came on today because you have so many things to talk about and so many little avenues that we could go and we could talk for for days Mm -hmm. on all of these topics um i want to touch base really quickly before we move on to you doing your personal work your life work that you do with the community here and it sounds like you're doing it in multiple avenues with your children with the person that's on the table with healing masculine feminine you're balancing that sounds like you're balancing a lot so my question to you would be how do you incorporate frequency shifts because that's what it sounds to Mm -hmm. me like that's what you're doing I mean you're changing vibration within the physical body you're changing that frequency yeah. Right. And so you're aligning that person to their highest frequency. That's how I would explain that. Once doing that, how long does that last for someone? If, you know, because those old programs start mm-hmm. to come back in, those old patterns, um, you know, that unconscious, you know, repetition of the, of those maybe traumas start mm-hmm. to come back. But if you're shifting that frequency within the being, then are they allowed to step into that frequency and walk away with it? Do you give someone a proper instruction of this is going to shift and change, these things are going to come up, recognize that's your past and that's what you're working through. Do you understand where yeah. I'm going with that? Do you have? Can you speak to that at all? Well, I usually talk about this is going to, after this healing, you're going to feel maybe a little tranced or out of it and... I suggest taking an Epsom salt bath and drinking a lot of water, having a good nourishing day and restful sleep and see how you feel tomorrow. But usually I don't say anything about how it will unfold for them because I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, is the frequency, I mean, do you see that as a frequency shift? The, the sounds and the... Definitely. Can you talk, talk to that or speak um, to that? Well, just breaking the old patterns. There's tons of old patterns that break with all of that sound healing. And then watching ley lines and different patterns shift through the craniosacral work. Um, I mean, some people just go really deep and shift majorly. And then some people just take it easy and do little baby steps. So it just depends. Yeah, I just love going deep with people. And so there's always a deep healing, but it is really graceful and subtle. It's not, there could be big explosions, but they're held in a soft way. And when you say seeing the ley lines when mm-hmm. working with cranial cycle, do you, mm-hmm. do you literally mean you can see those things? Can you tell me about that? That's for me. <laughs> I want to know. Um, That's exciting. It's so exciting. I love it. It's it's I mean, just, what does a ley line look like? It's just like know, a grid pattern, okay. yeah. Or it could just be lines of energy connecting to wherever they're connecting to. Because a lot of times people are connected way beyond even the earth center. They're connected into multiple dimensions and all of that. And just seeing that for them, holding that space for them, and connecting to source for them so that then they can, their own being, decide how to rearrange and you know, reoperate for themselves. And I'm just watching things shift. I'm not, okay, you need to put it this way and that way because I don't know. Right. 
and mm -hmm. you just holding the space and uh -huh. watching it. How fascinating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've had, and I'm sure you've had a million experiences. I would love to hear at least one. Um, I had this one experience, and I think it was six years ago now, and I had had, you know, it was a chakra kind of thing where I was working, and then all of a sudden there was this huge blue light all around my mm -hmm. throat, and it went out pretty far, and I couldn't communicate or speak to the people that were around me. I all of a sudden had to just leave, which I knew that was my sign, you know, because I get signs, and I like those. But I, I knew that was my sign, like, okay, this is, I'm not, this isn't the right place to be at this time. So I'm driving back to Trinidad. I live in a yurt at this time. And I put my hand up on a tree and fell right through black, just tumble, tumble, Whoa. tumble, tumble. And at the time, now that you say lie lines, I bet that's what was going on. But I still haven't, I hadn't been able to figure it out. I mean, every day, not every day, every once in a while I'll get a piece that will tell me a little bit more about that experience. But no psychoactive drugs mm -hmm. in my system mm -hmm. whatsoever. I mean, I think maybe at that time I used to drink wine. So there was n nothing. That was just happening. My pineal, my pituitary gland were secreting DMT on their mm -hmm. own naturally because I had done so much heavy meditation and was in such a spiritual state. But the grid work and the matrix or the patterning that I was visualizing was intense. And I had never seen anything like that. And I laid down in my ear for about three days mm -hmm. and was just out of it and was doing all sorts of ceremonies, all sorts of things that I didn't even, you know, know and owls were coming. It was, mm -hmm. it was a magical yes. time like that. But do you think that, I mean, just out of experience, do you think that that's, I mean, is that maybe what you were saying? Like some grid lines or um, ley lines as you call them? So the ley lines as you called them, do they... Does that sound, I don't know, this is just fun for conversation. There's no right or wrong here. But does that sound kind of like maybe what that was? Because I was definitely falling through something. No, it sounds like it for sure. <laughs> Some dimensional change, yeah. It was New huge. Upgrade. <laughs> and without, you know, these kind of things happen to people all over the planet. And without a place to communicate about it, you could really feel like something's going on. Mm -hmm. Something's really like wrong right. with you right but you're actually just a spiritual person going through a particular part of life and healing you're a spirit being in a physical vessel and a physical vessel in a spiritual world I mean you're just processing through that do you want to share a story of yours I mean you don't have to but I'm sure you have many but anything to kind of help with our listeners to recognize oh yeah, I mean, things just go through that. And maybe there are people that have had those same experiences they can reach out and speak with, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I haven't had anything so dramatic as that. Um, and just recently, since I've been tapping into source so much, it's just feeling like this overwhelming love and almost like a longing and and a deep, deep presence, you know, this like this heavy energy that comes in and, and envelops me and fills me. And so maybe that's what I'm working with right now. And just walking, it just comes over me. And I love it. I'm really grateful for it. But I could see if someone wasn't, or wasn't aware of what it was, they might feel that they need some sort of medication to help them right. process whatever it is. I, w I think that, and maybe I should say I wonder, maybe I should phrase that differently. I wonder how many people are on medications for experiences that you and I have shared mm -hmm. just now. You know, yeah. And I'm sure if you and I sat together for another 24 hours, we would just have so many experiences that we don't want to share with other people. But that could cause, you know, one, two it's out of the regular schedule program. It's out of the norm. Mm -hmm. So it would cause someone to, to want to find something to stabilize their life and not have those type of things. But in your field, for example, and, you know, that experience that you had in, you know, just say New Zealand mm -hmm. and Brazil, those communities 
those pockets of communities, probably things are experienced all the time. And there's at least someone, the shaman, Mm -hmm. the person to go to, the healer, the elder to go to and and speak with. All of them are held. Yeah. The community holds it. And we luckily here in Humboldt, we have that. Mm -hmm. But as far as America in general, to have these experiences and go to someone, that's kind of a journey. Yes, it's it a is. search. It is. Unless you're blessed to live in, you know, a Native American community or a very spiritual community or um, with a religious background or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but so with all of this being said, and thank you for entertaining me with that because I wanted to I wanted to get a little bit deeper. What is your life mantra going through all of these things, having become who you are now, just, I mean, it sounds like I mean, when you're telling that story, your, your eyes are watering, the, the listeners can't see you, but your eyes are watering when you're telling that story. And I think, and right now you have this beautiful shawl over you and you're just so light and you have beautiful hair and you're just in this frequency of, of love. And when you're telling that story, I think of you just walking through the redwoods would just glitter all over you. And so what is a person like that? What is their life mantra? Because I want that. <laughs> you know, it's changed, but right now it's falling and rising in love. Because when I go to the source of love, it's this undulating, you know, rising and falling vibration of love. And so that's it. And how did you come to that? Just going to the source. Very good. Thank you so much, Nicole. We're going to take a short little break, but we're going to be back because we have so much more to talk about. So, and thank you, listening audience. We're going to give a quick little shout out to a local aligned business that I think that you will love so very much. I know I do. The original Paraglow and Paraglow Green are medicinal herbal compresses based on a traditional Swiss formula to promote healing in the first weeks after giving birth. During the amazing miracle of birth, the mother and child perform many physical marvels. The muscles that form the perineum in the pelvic floor are both strong and extremely elastic and must be so in order to allow the women to give birth. When the perineum is strong, the organs remain firm and healthy. When the perineum is weak, the organs lose cohesiveness. The herbal compresses help relieve any soreness or swelling. They promote the healing of the perineum, including any small tears or incisions closed with stitches postpartum inside or out. The compresses can be applied hot or cold to the perineum and surrounding tissues. For more information, check out paraglow.info. They can be found at Moonrise Herbs, Wild Berries, or Chautauqua. For a full list of other locations, visit our website. Paraglow makes your perineum glow. Hello and welcome back. I am so excited for the next portion because we have some really exciting things to talk about. And while we were at break, we were talking about your beautiful earrings. Tell me about these earrings. They're they're magical. Thank you. Yeah, I hadn't worn earrings in probably 10 years and a friend of mine gave them to me over the holidays and they're almas, that these huge massive wings that are gorgeous that are laminated. And so I have to wear earrings again. Are, are they moth? They're are moth. They moth. Yeah. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're very cool. Yeah. And I think I've seen them locally. I don't know where. Mm-hmm. But because they were a gift, you probably don't know where they were purchased. But I feel like I've seen them locally. Yeah. They're way cool. And yeah. the color scheme matches everything. You, you're just so cute and put together. Thank you. So cute. So... Now that we've talked about so much and you have such a rich background and so much knowledge and so much um, energy that you can bring to the table, I would like for you to share with me and to the listeners what you would think of as a superhuman recipe. So if you were going to give a client or even just a listener 
a recipe of something that they could do to get to their highest aligned self. Mm-hmm. So, you know, say someone's searching yeah. and they really need a little something. What would you suggest? Well, definitely time for yourself. And so that in your searching, you find what you need. And that main thing that you need is to be true to yourself. That's the biggest nourishing point. Because so often we're pulled in so many directions. And being in your center, in your heart, in your truth, on your path is the most nourishing. And what everybody else needs, too. And how do you suggest a person get there? It's, it's actually really hard because you have to come into yourself, which we're trained not to do. And a lot of times it's releasing ties or family programming of how you're supposed to be. But that's what you do. So you go into yourself and you find what you really, really want and need. And then you make the changes necessary to get there. So taking some time for yourself allows you to process through, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe writing things down. Do you suggest journaling or um, communicating with other people? How do you suggest people doing Mm -hmm. that? Whatever is good for that person. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd like to say I'm a good journaler, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Neither am I. I. I am one of those people that will go, you know, three days and just be fully present with myself. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, that's what I do for my birthday is I'll do how many ever hours of my – so say I'm 41. I would do 41 waking hours mm. of fasting, so from everything. And, and that's easy for me, but not all people have that much right. time. Yeah. So I'm just blessed to have the abundance of time like that. Um, you know, What about for people that don't have that or know how to access mm-hmm. getting into your center? I mean, it sounds lovely, and I understand what you're saying, but for the listeners who are like, how do I even start? I mean, yeah. they know they're not in their true center. Right. They're doing something maybe out of you know program. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we're all doing right. unless we break through them. What are some suggestions? Mm, I guess then do something that nourishes you to be able to help you get to that center, whether it's a massage or craniosacral healing or whatever it is to help you and find maybe a teacher to help you. Yeah, those are all Mm -hmm. great suggestions, all good suggestions and probably suggestions or probably things that you and I have both used. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are all tools, very good tools. So, Nicole, this is the time in our show where it's a little bit more fun than the others. I mean, it's been fun this whole time. But this is an exciting part where I ask you some to tell me something that no one else knows about you. And I promise not to tell anyone. I don't know about these two or the listening audience, but I won't tell anyone. What do you have for me? Something good? Something juicy? The juiciest stuff that I have <laughs> is that I'm a total cheese ball and listen to like love songs on the mix you know all growing up and so in my head our constant like Elton John or Kenny Loggins or whatever all day long popping <laughs> up when someone will say uh, you know look that's that's still standing and, and so I'm still standing pops in my head all day long I mean my kids know this because that's what happens and they're singing along with me now with different stuff yeah, it's fun that reminds me of being at the swimming pool when I was a little kid. Do you have any songs that remind you of particular times? I mean, because if your your mind's always doing music, right, yeah. or, or having music happening, especially love songs, like, are there certain ones that remind you of certain time frames? Oh, definitely, like Michael Jackson. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and anything really from the '80s. That was my huge childhood time. It's so fun, and the movies from the '80s were so fun. Um, and recently, just the new music I'm listening to is feeding me with really meaningful lyrics and instead of the 80s, really not so meaningful lyrics, but fun. What type of music are you listening to now? Oh, a lot of really beautiful men with um, sweet messages. I guess love songs again, yeah. but more of connecting with the earth in a loving way and being good to each other in a loving way. And that's part of my healing, the masculine in myself, too. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, you talking about 
healing that masculine part within yourself and earth medicine. It, it reminds me of something we said earlier that we have we didn't really expand on or elaborate. I'm wondering if you could speak to that really quickly before we move on. You said something about flower essence or feather essence. Mm -hmm. The feather essences. And that's part of getting back to nature and spreading um, the ability to work with nature in a healing way, especially for people that aren't in Humboldt County and surrounded by it. Since I've been so tapped into the birds and worked with feathers in a healing way and then I learned how to create flower essences I just put the two together and have created feather essences and they're really beautiful that's so unique I'm not certain if I've heard of that before yeah no it's it's new well I mean I'm sure people have created it before but I'm like ancient medicine workers yeah and, and other like that. You yeah. Know, people who are what type of feathers do you use and, and how do you, I mean I want to expand on this for just a moment like what kind of feathers do you use and how do you you know find them and mm-hmm. do you mind telling us your secrets <laughs> on what you're doing well it's all been either the feathers have been given to me um or I've found them and the feathers I have permission to use through balanced toe for um feather tapping um because otherwise I wouldn't have permission to have them, the, a lot of the feathers, because pretty much the only feathers we're allowed to have legally are game or you know some animals that we'll eat, like chicken or right. duck or geese. So I have a ton of feathers. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I've combined them with essential oils, and the essential oils are wisdom of the earth, essential oils, which are so beautiful. And for either like their their meaning and then how they all smell together and what the essence of that bird is and the essence of the oils come together so that it's an aromatherapy as well as the bird energy coming through. And a lot of them were created at really powerful times like lunar eclipses and solar eclipses and all of that. So whatever the cosmic energy is also is in that essence. Very nice. And so if someone were to want to know more information about that, and we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get into your information for them to connect with you, but specifically on feather essences, is that going to be on your website or do you have a, spe- a different website for that or is that coming? Or? It's coming. Yeah. Okay. This next week or in two weeks, I'll be going and working with my sister and she's going to help me get a website going for it and on a platform where it can be sold on Amazon and that type of thing. Oh, wow. So it'll be available for anyone. Mm -hmm. That's very exciting. Congratulations. Good for you. The work that you're doing and how you're able to expand that to heal so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to create meditations for them and that type of thing so that people can, you know, use it in a way that they're understanding it. That's so exciting. So you're using feather, you're using essential oil mm-hmm. and then you use probably I'm sure a blessed water of sorts mm-hmm. and then it's done with a particular cycle of the moon mm-hmm. I'm always doing it on the full moon um, all the cycles are beautiful with the moon but the full moon just because needing the warmth of the sun um, to allow the molecules the water molecules to match the vibration of the feathers because they transform in the heat and then just honoring the reflection at the brightest time of the moon with that and then honoring the masculine and feminine with the sun and the moon wow much like everything that you do it sounds like this is a very intentional process for you yes have you named your creation feather essences it's feather essences okay (laughs) wonderful so Mm -hmm. people can check that out if Mm -hmm. they want so This is the time in our show where we choose a card. And today we have the Wisdom for Healing cards, which I love so very much, and I think that you will as well. You can choose these intuitively just like hand scan, or you can choose them by color, pretty much any way that you want to do them. And I'll hand them over to you now. And I'm going to play the singing bowl. I really need to learn to play the singing bowl. I mean, this one. I can play some of the other ones, but I'm going to just kind of bang on this one for now. Okay, so my intention of pulling the card is just for what's up for us um, with connecting and source. Thank you. Thank you. 
did you find one? I, I did. Wonderful. Do you want to read it to well, our listeners? It is Release the Need to Complain. And it has three, what looks like ravens or crows flying out of a woman's heart. And I want to speak to the birds first. For me, the raven represents going into the darkness to bring out the light. And since it's going into complaining, um, and going into that place where you want to complain, um, and bringing in your awareness to it, where does that darkness come from? It's usually not just, oh, I'm having a bad hair day or whatever. It comes from lay down when <clears throat> you were put down as a child for whatever. And so honoring that pain and holding yourself and loving yourself in it and forgiveness for yourself and for whoever um, hurt you and love for yourself and whoever hurt you and transmuting that into love. And today's lesson, honestly assess whether you're a complainer, no matter whether you share complaints with others or keep them to yourself. This tendency is a way of looking at a situation without seeing its potential blessing. Your goal, to release the predilection to complain and instead see the positive side of things. And so definitely always looking towards the positive, but also we do need to go into those dark places. And that's why I love Raven's Medicine, to go in there and transmute and trans change, transform and purify and bring it all up into light. That was like the perfect card for you. <laughs> and it seems like it resonates very well with your message today. Of transforming everything into love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like all together. So I just want to thank you. Nicole, before we take off for uh, good, can you give the listeners some information of how to connect with your beautiful self? Yeah, um, soul gratitude is... My business name and www.soulgratitude.com is my website. Wonderful. Thank you. And you have a beautiful website and beautiful cards and um, a beautiful space and sounds like you have a beautiful life. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole, so much for making time to come on the show today and helping us get one step closer to aligning ourselves, our highest self, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional. And to you, the listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. I want you to have a magical, wonderful day. And let's try to make this your very best week ever. This episode has been brought to you by the letter pink.